We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. We are going to be joined very soon by Brittany Force. NHRA is here in Vegas this weekend. It is their second event of the 2021 season. So Brittany Force will join us very soon. By the way, I, I do want to let you know, I I made one of the worst mistakes of my life out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway during an NHRA event where I don't remember what I was doing, but somehow I ended up with like the infield passes where you're right next to where the starting oh. line is. And I did not have earplugs. Oh man, I, I oh, covered them, man. and I was told I was told by our beat writer at the time, bring earplugs and bring like you know uh, protection there because I'm with you. I was down in the garage and also near the track, just this kind of first time. It was my first time ever just to feel it and to kind of see what it was about. My goodness, I, I, without earplugs, I, I can't believe you're still hearing things. Yeah, I mean it was like. It was very cool in that yes. you got to be yeah. right there, but I couldn't enjoy it because my ears were about to start bleeding because I was standing there with just my fingers trying to jam them into my brain so I couldn't hear anything. Like, it's it's one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made because, it again, it would have been one of the coolest things to see is standing, like, legitimately, yeah. we were, like, right there, like, right near the starting line. It was phenomenal, and... I couldn't enjoy it because I was going. I felt like I was going to die. It was brutal. So yeah, don't if you're if you're going out there, take them. To, even if you're sitting in the stands, you probably need them. But even just on the off chance that somehow you can end up close to the starting line, you're going to need them, no doubt about it. Would not be good if I had to drive one of these things. Oh, well, not, you you, you just go, good. Ed. You just go straight. Can you handle that? Yeah, it's just. I couldn't handle the G-force. I'd pass out and I'd crash. I'd, I'd be passed. It takes like 3.6 seconds. Within 1.8, I'd be passed out and it would just. I'd go against the wall. There's no chance I, I stay. There's no chance I stay awake for over three seconds in that thing. Uh, but there, there's no. There's no parking. There's no. Di- there's no directions. You don't have to follow directions. You, no, you, you do. You do because you have to push the parachute. I'd be. I'd be passed out. I'd keep going. Okay. I'd go I mean, out, yes. I'd go through. Yes. I, yes, I couldn't okay. push that parachute. You got it. You yeah. got to hit a button at the end. I yes. guess. But uh, yes. but like you know, normally we hear your problems have to do with parking or not knowing where you're going, <laughs> like stuff like that. <laughs> this this doesn't exist. Like, but I oh. guess if you got it, you might not make it to the end. Very you well. You no. make it. You'd make it to oh. the end, but you'd yes. keep going straight through. I'd again. keep going. I'd go through the fence, and I'd be on I-15. And I'd have <laughs> no idea I was even on I-15 because I'd have been passed out. Jared, what did you see? What did Jared see in Summerlin yesterday where he took a shot at me on Twitter? Um, right, oh, here we go. This will be better than that. <laughs> I don't. He did, he did take a shot at you, though. Yeah, he, he, he was just... Yeah. He was just complaining in general that every driver in Summerlin was bad like you were bad in Summerlin. <laughs> I think he actually tried to give you a compliment and say that you couldn't be that bad. <laughs> yes, I can. It's, I think that's what he was trying to go for there, was that Ed Graney might be the best driver in Summerlin. Based on your record, yes, and hey, we have a guest on the line. Here we go. There you go. So joining us now is Brittany Force. NHRA is out here in Las Vegas this weekend. Brittany, how are you today? Hey, Brittany. Great. Thank you for having me. Um, so I I did actually want to start with last year because John Force Racing, you guys made the decision to sit out the 2020 year. So what's it like now coming back? This is the second event of the season. Like, what's the last 12 months or so been like for you guys? Uh, you know, it was difficult. Um, you know, making that decision was difficult. 
but my my entire team, I'm very lucky to have uh, David Grubnick, Max Savage, and every single one of my guys, because they stood by um, our decision, you know, to take step out for 2020 and um, return this year. And it was a, it was not easy. Um, it really made me realize how much I love my job. Um, it's just NHRA drag racing is my whole life. That's all I've ever known. That's um, I grew up at racetracks as a kid. So, you know, stepping back for that long, um, it, that's the longest I've ever been out of a car. So, you know, when we went to Gator Nationals, um, our first race of this season um, is the longest I've ever been out of, car, out of a car. So I was definitely nervous going in, but I think more than anything, I was just excited to be back with my team at a racetrack, you know, doing what we love. You, this is, you in 17 won the Top Fuel Series, and you came out and said, you always wanted to win in Vegas. It's one of my favorite tracks in the circuit. So yeah. what makes a favorite track on that circuit? Because, you know, you're obviously you're racing, do the same thing, but what about Vegas do you like so much? Vegas, for me, it, it's, it's a second home. It's a home away from home. Um, I raced there in Supercomp when I was 18 years old. I, I raced A-Field there. Um, I actually got licensed i want to say my no my first full pass in a top fuel car when i was getting licensed was in las vegas and i i'll never forget that day i'll never forget that run um i spent a whole year testing in a top fuel car and that was in 2012 before i came out my rookie season and you don't jump in a car and drive go all the way down the track well i'm sure some people do but for me um with john force racing you know we would go out 60 feet and 330 and we'd work our way down the racetrack and my first full pass ever in a top field car was in Las Vegas. So that's a special uh, memory for me. And it's just, we race there twice a year. It's three and a half hours away from where I live. Um, I've been to bachelorette parties there with girlfriends and birthday parties. So it's, Vegas is just a home away from home. I love Vegas. I, I've always loved it. The racetrack is beautiful. It's a, be- it's a Bruton Smith track. And it's just, um, the grounds are beautiful. And it's just a racetrack I've always loved. Always wanted to win there. And in 2019, our team actually won Vegas, too, in October. So that was a huge win for us. That, that's a win that will always stand out because it was at one of my favorite racetracks. So, Brittany, you said when you guys were sitting out last year, you realized how much you loved your job. What were you doing last year? Like, were you trying to, like, race people on the street? Like, how were you filling that void? <laughs> Oh my gosh, not much. I mean, out here in California, we were in full-blown lockdown for a while, so it was miserable. Thank God my family, um, we all live in Yerba Linda, so they're right down the street from me. But, um, you know, I just, I tried to f- come up with routines. We'd go into the office, but again, there wasn't much to do, and kind of just getting set up for the next season. This season was our plan, getting a game plan, figuring out, you know, how do we make it work? And um, staying in a made a gym at home because all of our gyms and yoga studios, everything was shut down. So, uh, you know, just try to make life as normal as possible. But it, it wasn't easy. Um, again, it made me realize how much I love my job, how much I like. I love being on the go. I've never been at home for that long of a long period of time ever in my life. I mean, even as a kid, I've never been at home in one place for that long. So that was a huge transition. It was crazy because I remember thinking, I miss places like the airport. Like, who misses the airport? But I'm like, that is part of my old routine. I want to be stuck in an airport somewhere with a delayed flight. Like, those were the things I started to miss. So, um, again, so happy to be back. We raced in uh, Gator Nationals a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and now we're really getting in the role of things. We go to Vegas, 
and then we have Atlanta, Charlotte. So I'm pumped. I'm I'm ready to get going. Uh. Before you came on, uh, and I I saw an interview with your sister, uh, Ashley, who was talking specifically about G-Force. And before you came on, I pretty much said at one second I would pass out so it wouldn't matter because I I would immediately pass out and not know what's happening. To this day, though, as much as you've done this, can you put into words with people who not know it what G-Force is to your body? Or are you so used to it, you're like, yeah, it's so natural to me, I don't even realize it. Um. I mean, it's a little bit of both. You you do get used to it in a sense, but it's still usually that first run after being out of the car for a little while, it, it really hits you. Um, it's hard to explain it because it's not like being on a roller coaster. There's nothing you can really um, compare it to, but it's kind of like getting the wind knocked out of you. Like you're thrown to the back of your seat. You completely lose your breath, and it's like getting kicked in the stomach and getting the wind knocked out of you. And then it happens all over again when you hit the chutes and go in the other direction. And sometimes hitting the chutes and shutting your car off is more dramatic than the launch. <laughs> okay, so your family obviously big into this. What at what was the age that you first did that? That you first felt the G force of jumping in a car, and and I guess the parachute at the end too, maybe being worse. <laughs> um, I I want to say I was seventeen or eighteen in a supercom dragster. Um. I got licensed out at Frank Collie's in Pomona. Um, Ashley was moving up in a funny car, and Courtney and I jumped into Super Comp, and that was where I got my first taste of it. How? What, what's he? How? How did? How did you get? Is there any way to prepare for it, or do they just throw you in and say, "All right, experience this. This will be fun for you." They kind of just throw you in. I mean, your first day <laughs> you're doing book work in a class. And then the next day, they just throw you in and, you know, hit this, hit that. That's your break. Those are your shoes. And I, I remember thinking, holy shit, I'm going to forget. I'm going to, like, completely freaked out because it's like, hold on. Can I sit here for, like, five minutes? Can we go over everything? Nope. You're the next one. Get ready to go. And I'm like, holy crap. Which, luckily, Frank Holly's driving school, the guy that I was working with, was super nice. He's like, we'll sit here. Don't worry. Everyone can go around you. And I'm like, I need to sit here for a few minutes to figure out whatever what I'm doing. And and it's it's just muscle memory it's routine once you do it once you're like okay i got that can we do anything maybe we'll help you know, not that you need help but we'll send someone out to take a little air out of the tile of the uh, tires of this steve torrance <laughs> person because i think he's won three straight we gotta we gotta get this guy out and get you back in what what, what makes steve torrance <sighs> what what can we do to this guy's car to make it not very good <laughs> i know that team is unstoppable well we have to be better than him that is our plan this season and our focus is in a different area um, we wanted to come, you know, uh, well, not last, I mean, we raced a couple of races last season, but in 2019, our focus was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We wanted to kill it every single round. We wanted that number one qualifier. We wanted to be low ET. We want in it. And where we would lose our footing was the one run on, on Saturday when, when it's going to be most comparable to Sunday race day where you're in the heat. It's not that nighttime run. That's not going to exist on race day. Um, that's where we'd lose our footing a little bit. You'd only get one shot in the heat and that's where we'd struggle a little bit. So going into race day, that's where we would struggle. So our focus this year isn't on, I mean, yes, if we get grab some number one qualifiers, that's awesome. But our focus is, that's the Saturday runs to set us up on race day, Sunday, going rounds and winning the thing. All right, Brittany, last one to leave you with here. Does your cat Stormy travel with you to races? <laughs> That's funny you asked that. No, she doesn't. Um, actually, I bring her to Sonoma. Sonoma's the one race 
she comes to. My family, my parents have a place up in Lake Tahoe. So when we head to Sonoma, we head over to Lake Tahoe in between races. So she travels with me to Sonoma. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good life for Stormy then going on. Yeah, the Lake Stormy's doing oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> she likes to change she, the scenery. So yes, Sonoma and Tahoe exactly. it is. <laughs> she is Brittany Force. Again, the NHRA is out here in Vegas, their second event of the season. Brittany, we appreciate the time this morning. Thanks, Thank Brittany. You. Awesome. Jeez. Thank you. Thanks. 17. At 17, uh, one of my ultimate crashes, one of my ultimate crashes is uh, got dumped by the girlfriend in high school. I was driving home like at 2 in the morning. Oh, my God. It, it hit a guy from behind. Didn't even realize it till I woke up the next morning. My dad was screaming, what the hell happened to the front of the car? I, I didn't even realize I made contact. That's how depressed I was. And there is so much to unpack. <laughs> All right. So we're not doing Bischoff's brief. In no. what you just said. We're doing Brady's past. Coming but I think we are. I think that's what's happening next. But first, we have tickets to give away to go see Kane Brown on the Blessed and Free Tour. We'll take caller number six right now. It's 702 Three six four eleven hundred. Caller number six seven zero two three six four eleven hundred. If you want to go see Kane Brown, it's in February of twenty twenty two at T Mobile Arena. Uh, Kane Brown on the Blessed and Free Tour. You can also buy tickets early today in about forty five minutes at ten a.m. at canebrownmusic.com. Use the password Worship You, all one word, all caps. Worship You at canebrownmusic.com. You can get tickets early. They go on sale to the general public tomorrow, but today at 10 a.m., use that password. But right now, caller 6, 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets. The rules of Scrabble are simple. First, each player pretends to mix the tiles while trying to feel for the letter A. Bischoff's briefs. The game does not officially begin until one player reminds all the others that the first word scores double. That player is known as the Scrabble Jackass and is then handed the box top for any further rule clarifications. Bischoff's briefs. Players then take turns laying down words until someone does a bad job hiding the fact that they drew a blank. Bischoff's briefs. Upon seeing the blank draw, each player must make a bad joke about the tiles in their possession. Bischoff's briefs. Play continues until each turn takes longer than open heart surgery, and the game ends when one person uses the last of their letters. Even though at this point no one likes that person, they're still referred to as the winner. Bischoff's briefs. And that's how you scrabble. Congratulations to Sean. He won a pair of tickets to see Kane Brown, the Blessed and Free Tour, coming to T-Mobile Arena in February of 2022. If you want to go buy some tickets, you can do it early. They go on ticket, they go on sale to the public on Friday, but in about 40 minutes, canebrownmusic.com, you'll be able to buy them early with the passcode worship you all one word all capital letters at canebrownmusic.com all right <clears throat> normally bischoff's briefs is here for me to feel good about myself me feel smarter than everybody else and talk down to you but today because ed decided to leave us with the um <laughs> great lead into that break of a 2 a.m breakup with a girlfriend in high school run into somebody but not even know you ran into somebody ed please expand huh. on this story 
okay, first, it wasn't a breakup. I got dumped. I mean, she kicked me to the curb like, you know, you do a, 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 <laughs> like an extra, uh, an empty water bottle. I knew it was coming because she suddenly had a lot of swim lessons. And I finally realized, because the night I went over that I got dumped, I'm looking at Michael Phelps. The kid was far better looking in better shape. I'm like, I got no chance against this guy. And I don't even know why he was at the house. I'm like, is this weird that at my girlfriend's house, Michael Phelps is here? That's very strange. So then I had the out outside the house, the talk. Uh, that wasn't going well either, especially with Phelps inside and me outside. I'm like, this isn't going to go very well. So... She takes care of me in like 10 minutes. It's a six, seven-month relationship. I thought it was going somewhere to 17. Just devastated. And she lived, you know, I went to a, a private school in, you know, in, in Orange County, but it was still like 40 minutes from my house. She lived a lot closer. So I still got to drive 30, 35 minutes back in the middle of the night. So I get into Laguna Beach, like coming down a hill near my house, and I'm so distraught, you know, crying like an idiot. I, I, I've been dumped. 17. There's a truck in front of me. And there's no one on the road. It's kind of a um, weird area of Laguna where there's no one on the road, especially that night. And I appear in my mind to get close to these this person. So, but I didn't think I was that close. You know, it's completely distressed. I might have felt a bump, but I'm not sure. So I then I felt a bump, and then the next you know the next turnoff is where I go to my house up the hill. So I take a left to go in, park outside, go in, turn the lights off. Uh, you know, crying myself to sleep. It was a complete disaster. Uh, disaster. Only to wake up to the Irish policeman cop father <laughs> barging through the door like a lunatic. What the hell happened to the car? I go, what are you talking about? She broke up with me. What are you talking about? He goes, you get out here. You know, the Irish cop, you're moving f fast. Believe me. I walk out front of the car, completely totaled. I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you the damage. I'm like, and I'm thinking, when did that happen? Total, totally bashed in in the front. He looks at me. It was not good, man. He, if you know my old man, it was not good. I, you talk about social distancing at that part, at that point. Like, with the Irish cop, you're social distancing on most days. Never mind when you've wrecked the, uh, wrecked the car. It was, I mean, it was my car, but um, he was not happy. So, yeah, it was – I never really – Got why that other person in front of me didn't stop though. Like that's when I to this day I don't know why they didn't stop because I must have whacked them pretty good because it was pretty bad damage. Like the light was hanging off, like it, the paint was <laughs> off. What I mean, it was so bad, and I'm thinking, man, what now? Maybe because I turned left really fast, uh, you know, because it was right at my street. You were leaving so the maybe scene of an accident. Yes. So, well, yeah. Hello, Sam and Ash. Eight two zero one two three four. But, um, yeah. I maybe he didn't stop, or he was going to turn around, and then I kind of somehow lost him going to the streets. It was you know it was pitch dark. Um, so yeah. It, I mean, it started with it's just you don't want to drive up to your girlfriend's house and see someone that much better looking than you. Like that's like a bad omen. And the guy was like six three, strapping guy. I'm like, this isn't good that this swim instructor's here. And by the way, I think she might have been like a, a, a like an advanced swimming. Like, why are you taking swim lessons? Like, aren't you a great swimmer? Like, we've been to the beach before. I'm like, I never saw you drown. Then I see this guy. I'm like, oh, no wonder this guy's the lifeguard. So yeah, that was it. And then the car. Then he made me pay for the damages. It was just a disaster. I mean, the whole thing was it was bad. Just okay. Disaster. All right. All right. First off, with this with this swimmer, this was this was the this was the instructor or the lifeguard. This wasn't I think like he might another have been, kid. 
No, he might have been like he was probably a lifeguard. He, he said she she started to go to the pool a lot more, and I'm like, ah, eh, that doesn't make much sense, you know. Uh, so, can, you want to do this? No, I got to go to the pool. You want to do this? No, I got to the pool. And I was such an idiot, I didn't like you know. I, it hit me over the head with it. Finally, I until I saw the guy, I'm like, oh, that's why. So he had to be the lifeguard, like you know, blonde, strappy, and you know the guy you see in like the in the commercials and stuff. It might as well have been Ken, like the bar, the doll. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no I mean, I had no chance to beat that guy out. No, no chance. But um, yeah, he had to be the lifeguard, I would have thought. Have you carried a lifelong grudge against swimmers or lifeguards since then? No, I like lifeguards growing up. Okay. No, I, they're okay. very, no, they're, they're, they do great things and they save people and everything like that. Swimmers, I mean, I don't know. I don't dislike swimmers. I don't really care about swimmers. I covered the Olympics with Phelps in it. Uh, I think I do think I like didn't yeah. write as much as I, I should have when he won eight gold medals. Like, <laughs> Screw this guy. He stole my, a guy who looks just like him with blonde hair stole my girlfriend's. I probably didn't yeah. write as much as I should have from the Olympics. But uh, I have not held grudges. No, I I, hold, I held grudges against her for a while, but not not against the swimmer. Oh, and uh, by the way, the next day was the was the picnic for the school. The old man made me drive the car there. So people are like, hey, Ed, what happened to your car? What happened to your car? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, so-and-so, I don't even want to say her name. You know, she broke you broke up with me. Like, ah, oh, we heard that. Like, I was the gossip. Like, yeah, yeah, she left you for the lifeguard. I was like the bad gossip of the picnic. Okay, and final question for you here. See, I have a couple I, more. <laughs> I, I imagine you're telling your dad that you don't know how this happened. And your oh, dad is look, and your dad is looking at you, saying, "How the hell do you not know this happened? The light is hanging out of the front. <laughs> the light was actually hanging out." Well, I told him about the breakup, but let's just be honest. My father, you know, God rest his soul, he's gone now. But the Chicago Irish cop, not a like bleed, not much bleeding heart there when like the girl breaks up with you. Like <laughs> there wasn't a lot of put your arm around the young the young guy and it'll be okay, son. So there wasn't that. So. He doesn't well, really you, care about that part of it. He just cared about what happened to the car. You wrecked the car? Of course he's not putting <laughs> his arm around you. Have a, yeah. Just have a pint and get over it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, it was it was a bad situation, man. It was just, it was a nice car, too. It was a 280ZX. Nice car. That is a, yeah, that is a good car. Uh, good car. <laughs> I mean, I, I had no business with my driving having that fast a car, by the way. Like, it's not, that's zero. not, I will say that's not a fast car. It's a light car. It's so light. It feels it's light. fast, but yeah. yeah. All right, I can tell you don't care much about swimming because you keep referring to Michael Phelps as good looking, and I. Well, the dude looks like what if uh, Eli Manning got dropped yeah, I mean, by the ugly tree? This guy was better looking than like Phelps, but you know the swimmers, those six three water polo guys, the strapping guys. I, I mean, I'm, I, it's over before neck I get down, to the house. Neck like, down. Okay, I got it. Neck yeah. down. No. It's like, you know, there's no chance. This is before you started running. Yeah. Well, no, I was fine that way, but I wasn't this guy. I had to look, I was fine that way, but pretty much I had to go with the sense of humor. I was one of those sense of humor guys. So I wasn't beating this guy out on like, hey, let's who, who's modeling who's modeling over here. That wasn't happening. So at that point, the sense of humor got me through six months. But then I think she went swimming one day and this guy might have saved her or something. And then <laughs> that was it, man. I was out of the pitch. <laughs> I am so glad we could relive yeah. one of the worst nights of Ed Brady's life. Coming up next week, we talk about the time that he popped all four tires. <laughs> J.R. Starkis joins us next.
Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne. Perfume going in, sewage coming out. Brought to you by Liquor World. It's J.R. Starkus. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Starkus. He's our key account executive, Southern Glares Wine Spirits, Nevada, our extreme mixologist. And he's got to be happy as a clam because it <laughs> appears this state is opening up. Uh, might still have to wear a mask, but uh, you excited about the governor's uh, 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 words this week? Yeah, I am. I mean, it, I, I mean, I guess excited is one way to put it, and then I would say it's about time for another one. Um, you know, I've been anxious about this for a long time, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm, um, you know, if there's if there's any inclination um, of what's to come from what is happening right now in our city, um, we are seeing unprecedented business. Um, it is absolutely insane how busy it is right now. So I can only imagine what's going to happen when they officially let us go 100%. Now, I'm not saying, like, I know that we're supposed to be at 50% or whatever. Um, I'm not going to say that everybody's following that rule. But, um, you know, <laughs> when when the people that are following that rule decide that they are ready to go to 100%, it's going to be insane around here. I mean, when we get T-Mobile back, if Legion Stadium full, I mean, it's becoming difficult to keep up right now how busy it is. So when we're at 100%, it's going to be ridiculous. So I'm excited for that. JR, were you ever dumped by somebody for a swimmer? (laughs) For a swimmer? Uh, My goodness. Lifeguard. Um, Lifeguard. 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 Is that better or worse? Yeah, Uh, I don't think that makes – that's not better. No, (laughs) lifeguard's much better to get dumped by. Those guys are much more respected than swimmers. I mean, if your like lifeguard was like uh, from Baywatch or something, maybe you know. Uh, yes. But... Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, yours was or what? Well, the one I got dumped for. Yes, he was Baywatch. He might as well have been a television. This guy. All right. Well, you know, as, as uh, I guess, if as long as it wasn't David Hasselhoff, then you know, <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> you know. But um, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, that's not. That's not one. I. Uh, that's not one I can say I had. Okay, second second follow up. Uh, have you ever crashed a car and had the headlight hanging out and not known you actually crashed the car? <laughs> uh, no, uh, negative on that one as well. Um, I've been very fortunate. I've only been in a couple car accidents in my life, and they've both been two or three of them been very very minor. Um, the most, the most, the most, the, the most severe one I had. What's that? I said Ed is I, laughing at you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, 10, it's almost 10 a.m. I've already been in two this morning. <laughs> oh, boy. The most, the most serious one I had was a while ago, actually, when I was working late, when I was still behind the bar. You just get beat up sometimes, and it was a late night. I came home, and um, uh, when my body says it's time to shut down, it's time to shut down, I fell asleep behind the wheel. And um, luckily for me, I was basically at a stop sign, and when I passed out and fell asleep, and I basically tapped the guy behind me and um, you know, so it was very minor, um, not, no damage to this car, a little bit to mine. And, um, you know, but I've been very fortunate in my life. So thank goodness. That's great. Uh, it's wonderful to hear from you on this stuff. Um, the, it, this, the, now it'll just be making fun of me. And by the way, I do remember enough to where that car I hit was a truck. So it kind of had a really sturdy back. So oh, there's probably sturdy. a reason. Is there's probably a reason he didn't uh, he didn't pull uh, pull over and, and go after me. Your I think I don't know if the guys have heard this, but it, it, we always have. Hey, if you're stranded on a desert island, what would you do? What would your favorite drink be? You've always, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, said margarita. 
Um, always. always. You'll always say that if there's one drink you you want is a margarita. Explain why, because I think we're kind of now morphing into what you want to do today. Yeah. So the margarita for me, you know, there are a lot of good drinks out there, right? Uh, I mean, you know, pina colada would be another one. Probably people pick for the deserted island, you have coconut frozen, stuff like that. But for me, um, you know, besides the, the just the beautiful flavor and texture of the drink, it, it has to do with a little bit of the heritage and the history of things, right? And to me, I've always been a very fond um, uh, consumer of, of tequila because the history, the tradition, the family, the, the, the way that they do it is just um, it's spectacular to me. And, um, you know, there's no shortcuts when it comes to tequila or quality tequila, right? You can, I guess you can do a shortcut with anything. But when you're drinking quality stuff, there's, there's not just, just, just not a shortcut, right? It takes, you know, eight to ten years for an agave to mature in the ground. And then, you know, after that, it takes, you know, depending on what you're making, another could be, you know, call it 60 days up to five, six, seven years to age it. So, you know, from this time, from start to finish for some of these products, you're, you know, you're looking 15, 16, 17 years. Some of them are some really high-end whiskeys, right? Um, but, you know, unlike whiskey, where you're dealing with a lot of corn and a crop that grows every single year, agaves don't grow every single year. Agaves take time to grow. Um, the agaves are pulled out of the ground by a person. There's no machine that does it. Um, and so just all of that kind of combined, I just really value the, um, the artwork, I guess, that goes into tequila. And so the most classic of those drinks made with tequila would, would be a margarita. And so to me, it's a very passionate drink. And I, and I really, I really like that drink. It's one of those that, you know, it's a kind of like a Frank the Tank one hit, once it hits the lips kind of deal, you know, you just keep going. And, um, and that's the way that drink is for me. It, it always has been. I just love tequila, lots of different variants. And um, so the margarita has easily become my favorite drink and my go-to drink. How many, and you were talking about the, the tequila, and, and other words, I mean, I think people out there think there's a few ways to make a margarita, um, and, and, and then that's it. But how many versions, if you really went into the educated margarita, I, I imagine people would have little clue as to how much you can change the drink. Is that right? Oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the standard like, you know, tequila, lime juice, agave. You can switch out the citrus. You can switch out the sweetener. Some people add Cointreau. Some people add Grand Some people add orange juice. Some people add pineapple juice. Uh, some people, you switch your tequila from silver to reposado to añejo to maybe an extra añejo, whatever you feel. Um, and then, you know, so there's, there's hundreds of variants based on just those key factors of the cocktail where you're talking about spirit, sweet, and sour. Um, so, that, you know, you can, you can vary this drink plenty of different ways. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, when you, somebody says to you, hey, do you make a good margarita, uh, that, you know, you could very well say yes and, and, or, or say no, because if you're using cheap sour mixes, um, pre-made, you know, pasteurized crap that you find on the shelf at the store, like that doesn't make a quality margarita. It doesn't take much to buy a lime or two at the store and a little bit of agave nectar that will never go bad on you and the tequila that will never go bad on you and make a really high-quality margarita. Um, so, you know, but, but over the recent, I don't know, a couple weeks, couple months, um, you know, because, because I'm fortunate that my business is the booze business and I am, when I go to a bar, working, um, you know, it's, it's a nice. It, I've heard recently, you know, a lot of people when I order tequila, because so, sometimes I don't drink a margarita, sometimes I'll just drink tequila straight, if I want to taste it uh, or taste that particular brand, if I haven't tasted it before or in a while. And, you know, it's come to my attention that not everybody likes tequila like I like tequila, uh, which is weird, but that's fine. You know, <laughs> so it got me. <laughs> 
It's weird. Yeah, uh, it happened to me the other night. I, I was actually at a bar with a buddy of mine, a colleague, and he just sat down at the table, and I had already ordered my drink, which was tequila on the rocks, um, was what I was drinking. And he sits down two minutes after I got there, and he said, I'll have what he's having. And it came out, and he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, that's not, like, this isn't what I wanted. And I was like, well, you just sat down. You didn't ask the question, so you get what I'm having. And so he had to ask for some mix on the side so he can mix it because he didn't want it that way. But it had come to my attention that not everybody likes tequila like I like tequila. So I thought, okay, well, if you don't like tequila but you want to experience this great cocktail, the margarita, how, how can I make this drink for, for the consumer that doesn't like tequila? Um, and so recently on the market, and I've talked about this before, I actually did it for St. Patrick's Day, I used Deep Eddy Lime. And Deep Eddy Lime is a vodka, right? It's a, uh, for lack of a better description, lime-infused vodka, but it uses fresh lime. And it is wonderful. And frankly, you could just drink it right out of the bottle or with a splash of club soda or something like that. It's excellent. I love it. It's really, really good. Deep Eddy does a lot of great flavors. They have um, a lemon that's wonderful, a grapefruit. They have peach, sweet tea, etc. But this lime is their brand-new variant. And I thought, okay, well, I bet you I can make a really killer margarita with this. It's not to say that Deep Eddy Lemon tastes like tequila, but the aspect of the cocktail as a whole will come through in something that Hopefully, if you make it, um, you'll be able to see where I'm coming from right this, right? So I'm actually going to, while I describe this drink, and, and when I put out the video later on my Instagram, I will, you know, make a couple different variants. And so what I'm doing here is if you just want to make a margarita, plain and simple, done with Deep Eddy Lime, you're going to need two ounces of Deep Eddy Lime, a half of an ounce of fresh lime juice, and three-quarter ounces of agave nectar. That's a little bit different than the way I would typically make it with tequila. I would, I'm backing down on the lime because there is fresh lime juice in the, the, uh, the spirit itself. So you don't need as much lime juice in the drink. You could add more, but the drink might feel or taste very tart to you. If you want to do just a plain margarita, that's it. That's all you need. Two ounces of deep eddy lime, half ounce of lime juice, three-quarter ounce of agave. Shake it with ice. Strain it over ice in a salt room glass or whatever, tahini, whatever you like. Done. That's it. Simple. If you want to do a variant of it, like a raspberry margarita, add four or five raspberries to it, shake it up, strain it. Raspberry margarita. Now, if you want to do another variant, and this is the one I'm going to actually finish with on, my, on the video, is I'm going to add a little bit of a cider. Cider is becoming uh, very popular, especially in the summer months, as a refreshing additive or drink for people at the pool. And uh, I've used it before. It's Recorder League. It's a Swedish cider, and they have a mango and raspberry cider. It's delicious. So do the same ingredients I've already done, two ounces of the deep eddy lime, three-quarter ounce of agave, half ounce of lime juice. Then add your four or five raspberries. Shake it all together. Then add about four ounces, three to four ounces of the recorder leg uh, mango and raspberry cider. Strain it over ice in a tall glass because now you have a little more volume than you would typically have for a typical rocks pour. So tall glass. Rim the glass in, like, tahini or salt again. Uh, garnish it with a fresh, some fresh raspberries. Just strained over fresh ice. Garnish it and drink away. It is refreshing. It is delicious. And it's an easy way to take a classic margarita, tweak it in a couple different variants, and try it with just basically four ingredients altogether. You have three different drinks. What was the Are name you... of the cider you said? Recorderlig. Recorderlig Re... cider. It's from Sweden. It's Re... R-E- R-E-K-O-R-D-L-I-G, Recorder League. Oh, okay. Right, I could and not it's understand. Re- it's really good. It's not a dry cider. It's a sweeter cider. Okay. All right. 
Are you still mad at the people who go down this trip and get those weird long drinks out of machines? No, I'm not mad at them. I mean, that, that's on them. I mean, they're going to have like a little bit of a, a gut problem later, and uh, they'll probably have a really bad hangover tomorrow because it's just sugar. Um, but I mean, I get it. When I was when I was young, I used to drink that stuff too. I used to come to Vegas and show my fake ID and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to have a margarita by the three footer, and uh, you know, by margarita Jeez. by the yard, and, and drink like crazy." But uh, you know that. I get it. I get it. It's not for me anymore. It's not something I can finish anymore. I, I enjoy a, a really high-quality cocktail, but believe me, those, we call them the Slurpees. The Slurpees are incredible. The slushy drinks, incredible volume movers for, for uh, us in the summertime here. Um, a lot of the pools and a lot of the bars, you go down to Fremont Street, they're everywhere, right? That's, it's what people enjoy. So I'm all about drinking what you enjoy, and I'll drink what I enjoy, and that's it. Uh, am I giving something away, or can I preview something for next week? This might be giving something away. Have you guys at Southern Glazers teamed with uh, LeBron on something? Yes, uh, we have teamed with LeBron on something. He's got a new tequila coming out, and uh, we have teamed with him. I, I don't know if it's in our market just yet. It's probably on the way. I'm waiting for that communication. But, yes, Southern Glazers has paired with LeBron James on a new tequila. Uh, we got to it- get to that next week. Have you had I it? Haven't, yet? I haven't tasted it yet. I have not tasted it yet. Um, I'm waiting for LeBron to come to my house so he can taste me on it. <laughs> um, so you know, he's not doing anything. His legs injured. He can get here. Uh, you know, so we're we're good. Uh, he's got some time off. So you know, it's a small, it's a it's a quick flight for him from from LA if he's in town. So uh, I'll be waiting, yeah. LeBron. If you're listening, LeBron, I'm sure you are. I'll just be waiting yeah. for your uh, your your 101 on the your your tequila. Thank you. There he is, taking advantage of the work. Brought to you by Liquor World. Follow on Twitter at JR Starkus, uh, Instagram, JR Makes Drinks. He's your key account executive. Southern Glaciers Wine Spirits of Nevada, our extreme exologist. Yeah, let's preview that for next week. We'll get to you then. Thanks. You got it, guys. Take care. Take care. There you go. Oh, LeBron just showing up at JR's house have, saying, I got some. Have you ever had one of those huge? You. Have you ever had one of those huge slushy drinks? No, I have not had one. No. I but no. I, here's the thing: I would not want one out of like the three foot long. I would want to drink it out of like the saxophone or the guitar thing that people walk around. <laughs> the football, the, yeah, the football. That's way better. I want, I, I want the ridiculously shaped cup to walk around with. Here, here's all right. So when we get the show back in studio, we will re- send someone down to the strip to go get you <laughs> one of those. And during the show, you starting at seven, Tyler. You have to finish it. By by 9:58. What are we putting in it? It's got. Let's hope it's good, and I'll I'll finish it if it's good. Just, I I have no idea. I assume. Okay. I, I have. It comes in like what 90 different flavors, and if they're we'll all find on a wall all right. and spinning, we'll find one. I I will. I am I am down for this. 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. I will drink a saxophone margarita on the show. <laughs> This pandemic uh, needs to end soon, doesn't it? What are, yeah, our, our sharps looking good. It's three nothing Padres in the first. What are we doing next? We got to go. I don't break. know. We'll find out next. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. It is 9.54 a.m., and Ed is genuinely angry that the Padres lead the Pirates 4 nothing in the first well, inning. The only saving grace is Paddock's going, and that guy's always good to give up five or six. So uh, <laughs> um, I'm not giving up hope just yet with Paddock on the mound. What if, what if uh, the Padres throw a second no-hitter in the same season? Oh, 
Well, and it's great. It's great for Musgrove. I got that was awesome because it was the first ever. But the reaction, the mirror. I got to give wherever that high school is, and I know where it is because I live there. But the San Diego High School, they had a mural of him, and it was a beautiful one, like in sixteen hours. I'm like, did you have like an artist on hold in case this guy might throw a no hitter at one point? I mean, it's like that usually takes months. And the next day, I see headline: Joe's murals up. I'm like, Jesus! He just threw that thing last night, and it's beautiful. They were honestly just waiting for one good start from yes. him. As soon as, yes. soon as he had, as soon as he had, just like five and two thirds, three earned oh. runs, got the win. Like they would have put it up I after mean, that too. And and the 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 uh, the coverage of it. Here's Joe's preschool teacher. Did you ever think he had it in him? I mean, they wrote more stories in the next three days about this guy. And it's great. Like I said, it's history. It's the first one. But you know what? Good for you. Good for you. 26 right. on this on this end, uh, most ever. All right. I've got a sports sponsorship story that is better than the Golden Knights and you pick. Are you ready for this? Sure. Yeah. All right. Tottenham <laughs> in the Premier League. They announced yesterday a partnership with a paint supplier. Why they need a paint supplier, I don't know. But they announced a partnership with Deluxe Paint. And Tottenham announced this on Twitter and Deluxe Paint has a dog as like a company mascot that they tweet about constantly. And so they tweet this out and there's pictures of the dog like in the Tottenham locker room playing with a soccer ball on the field. And somebody replied, can the dog play center back? And the comp the Deluxe Company account responded to that random person on Twitter saying, he might do a better job than the rest of the team. And wow. then and then somebody uh or and then they also sent out a picture of an empty cabinet and it said Tottenham trophy cabinet unused for sale because Tottenham hasn't won a trophy in like 30 years. That was from the company the same day they announced this partnership. So they took two shots at the team they just announced a partnership with. They ultimately ended up deleting those tweets, sent one out that said, we're deeply sorry for the post, blah, blah, blah. But I just want to know who in that company was running that account and just dumping all over Tottenham. I'm pretty sure we now have like learned where the first me where the first Twitter guy, social media guy for the Golden Knights ended up. So <laughs> that, that poor kid with the with, this, with the Ted references to Boston, we now know who hired this guy. This okay, so but this also screams of the like the group of management that thinks, Ed, we'll just have an intern run our Twitter account instead yes. of paying someone. Yes. And it's like, uh oh. Well, they weren't trained in any sort of PR. But listen, here's the best part about this. That is phenomenal advertising and marketing for this deluxe paint company. Because oh, sure. other, otherwise, yeah. nobody would have cared that no. Tottenham had an official paint sponsor called Deluxe. But because, you would just be another paint company. No one would, right. no one would know. Yeah. But because whoever was running this account started dumping on Tottenham, it's a news story all over the internet, and we're talking about it for some reason in Las Vegas. Great job of using social media.